Tom Mong and Donovan Denecker of Dispraised are here for a chat. Guys, thanks for joining The Antidote. <laughs> yeah, glad to be here. Not a problem. Thanks for having me. So, Dispraised is a new project, and both of you guys are both music veterans. But you have to explain to me, like, how does a rapper and a punk guitarist get together? Well, it starts in 2012, 2013, I think. I can't remember. Was it 14? But I was involved with a radio station called Grok Radio. And I had a show there called the JCHC Slam and Dance Show, which highlighted Christian bands um, in the scene across a multitude of genres. And we actually released a multi-genre compilation of them, a really big one. I mean, over 100 bands at the time that were on this compilation. And one of the guys who contributed music to it was Tom, uh, under his pseudonym R.E.F., Though I didn't think we really talked much back then, it was only a number of years later when um, he approached me to do some guitar work for his song Politrix for REF. And that's sort of where our friendship began and we sort of feeling each other out in terms of um, he would love to do a punk band. And like I said to him, I'm game sort of went on and off, on and off, but our friendship grew, and, and, and I mean, like, Tom is like a brother to me, and for me, that's more important. So, yeah, so that's sort of, like, part of, I suppose, as far as I can remember, of how we, we kind of got together, and it's, um, it's quite funny, a rapper and a punk guy, but um, we know all Tom's roots are also in, in, in punk. So it's, it's, it's a nice dynamic, and um, it really works well for us. Well, I've been uh, into the punk rock scene for, for a long time, ever since I was probably 12, 13 years old. And so my home really has always been in punk rock and hardcore music. I've played in several bands, toured um, with some secular punk bands, uh, with a Christian hardcore band from here in Idaho did a lot of live music and, and whatnot in, in different bands. Eventually it got to a point where there was just nobody left to play music with either. Everybody left or we didn't share the same beliefs or thoughts on things anymore. Mm -hmm. And so I just kind of ventured off into figuring out a way to, to do music on my own. And, um, had always been a big fan of hip hop. And so I gave it a shot and got lost in it for about 10 years. <laughs> and did a lot of really cool stuff um made a a decent you know name for myself or whatever did a lot of different ministry outreaches and really just kind of left my footprint there and um decided that uh i was ready to move on and and get back into uh the world of punk rock knowing uh donovan we were able to put a couple songs together and it's all pretty much been uh all uphill from there so that's how we got started uh, with Dispraise. That's kind of how I went from punk rock to hip hop back to punk rock again. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. Well, let's bring in one of the Dispraised songs. I want to talk about slowly dying. Part of the lyrics say, We are born free to create our path. There are structures made to hold us back. They own your worth, none of your own. From that first breath under their thumb. What a negative thought. 
do you really feel that society is that controlling? Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't put it on paper if I didn't. You know, I think that we uh, have really gotten away. And I mean, we're, we're talking three different countries and three different uh, social landscapes, I guess, between myself here in the States, you in Canada and, and Donovan in South Africa. And I know that he and I have had plenty of conversations uh, politically about things that are going on there as well as things that are going on here. I don't know, it may be kind of a, a self-righteous thought or, or I don't know if that's what I would want to call it, but to say that America, we seem to set things in motion. We're, we're kind of trendsetters for the rest of the world, it feels like a lot of times. And just within, I would even say the last five to eight years, the moral landscape of everything here in the States has just gone completely south. And so I, I do feel that God gives us free will. We're born with free will. We're born with uh, a set of decisions that we can make. But those decisions are always kind of uh, held down by the social landscape of what we're allowed to think, what we're allowed to do, how we're allowed to feel, all those different things. So that's kind of where I was going with, with those lyrics. The name of the release is Moral Rot. And you've put that release onto everybody's map. But something I need to know, you know, with you guys giving such strong opinions on the release, is the attention pro or is it con? Um, the attention for the album? How are people taking it? Yes. Is that what you're saying? Um, actually, it's been accepted uh, really well, kind of beyond what Donovan and I ever expected it would be. Granted, a lot of the reviews that we've gotten back are from from other musicians and in, in other punk bands and whatnot. Um, so we're all kind of all on the same page, more or less. But yeah, I mean, we've been really uh, honored and, and blessed to get some feedback from guys like Robert from Head Noise. Uh, Jay Hawk from Infirmities uh, reached out and sent us a review the other day. I've been talking to some of the guys in Officer Negative. Um, I know Donovan's been talking to people all over the place, so... Mm-hmm. And there hasn't been really a, a, a negative thing that's come back from it so far. So, And I'm sure that there's going to be opinions and thoughts. I mean, I have opinions and thoughts and, you know, obviously they're controversial and they make their way onto, onto record for people to hear so that they can give us their opinions and thoughts. So, I mean, it is what it is. I don't think that, you know, having an opinion and a thought is a bad thing. I think I think if anything, the the problem with our society at this point is that people don't have enough of their own opinions and their own thoughts, and we're all just kind of sheep going along with whatever is being fed to us. Ooh, we've been hearing a lot about sheep lately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I want to pull in another song from Moral Rot. The song Faith Vultures leads off the release, and it talks about, and I quote, prosperity preaching pimps. That's quite a label. What brought that about? <laughs> so that probably comes a lot from from the history in hip hop. Um, that was the first song that we recorded for Moral Rot, and um, the songs that we had recorded before that are on a uh, well, actually, it's a seven inch record that we're putting out right now um, called Same God Modern World, and they were a little different style. Um, we were really just kind of getting our feet underneath us and deciding how we were wanting to sound and what we were wanting to do. 
but um faith vultures was the first song off of moral rot that we recorded and i was still really kind of experimenting with how i was going to do different vocal work and different things um and so i kind of wrote a lot of that song and a lot of the songs that i am writing are very influenced by by hip-hop lyrics the writing style and so prosperity preaching pimps that's a phrase that i'd heard in uh, christian hip-hop really it kind of comes down to pastors and preachers that are pushing their wallet ahead of the message in the ministry and that's what that song's about is just um kind of a wake-up call to us as believers that that we're not owned by the church and we're not owned by the pastor our pocketbooks don't belong to the church and the pastor yes god gave us the ability to make the money in that pocketbook and do what we have to do um to get to where we're at but it doesn't just automatically belong to the pastor you see all the time with the internet every slip up and every mistake that anybody could ever make as soon as it's made is put on the internet so that's kind of a a blessing and a curse i guess but for a lot of these pastors that are kind of being exposed for being more about their money than they are about their flock that's something that needs to be addressed and the bondage that comes with that as believers that are following those pastors and that are in those churches and and taking a part of those things that's really heavy and that's not something that jesus died for us to take on i believe that we were freed from the bondage that religion created that in a nutshell is what faith vultures was all about I do understand that, but how about if we take this on a side trail, and I'll pull up this counterpoint. Couldn't a Christian artist who's selling his music to a Christian audience be considered to be commercializing Christianity? Sure. I mean, yeah, for sure they could. Uh, I think the difference there, though, is that it's not an issue of commercializing Christianity as much as it's an issue when it comes to the church of, I mean, commercializing your church. It's your job to lead that body of believers, not to take from them. There's a very fine line between the ministry getting what it needs from its congregation and, um, you know, the Lear jets and the, the golden toilet seats. It's not, a, <laughs> not something that, that needs to be happening, you know? I'm probably going to put you on the spot with this, but could you make a comparison between your old project and Dispraised? Like, is Dispraised going to make a bigger impact? Well, um, as comparisons go to my older projects, well, there's two elements that I would say feature in every band I've been involved in previously, and that is my guitar tone is uniquely mine. And then also the rawness. Yeah, I always feel that there's a sort of an extra level of energy that comes with some, a, a raw sound rather than just something that's been overproduced or overmixed. Yeah, so that's something that I really like and that's been in every single project that I've been involved in, whether it was the old timers, um, the B-listers, Broken, so that's, that's what definitely I would say is a comparison between my older projects and this new one. And definitely if I had to link it to my long-term band, my previous long-term band, the old-timers. So when you're listening to the press, there, there are other elements. 
As to whether it will have a bigger impact, the lyrical content has always been on your sleeve. So whether it was the old timers, B-listers or broken, our faith was very evident. And same with the praised. Our, our belief system is very evident and it's blatant. It's right in your face. And it's the same with this project. Um, the beauty part, again, working with Tom, is that we both are on the same page with our faith. So it works so well. This is why this project works so well for us. We don't hold back the punches. I don't hold back musically. He doesn't hold back lyrically. I think that's a, a great dynamic of, of this praise. Now moving on to the bigger impact, we have been blown away, getting quite a lot of praise. It will have a bigger impact. Definitely from a lyrical point of view, I mean, this is not for sissies. So whether we'll make the impact or not, maybe further down the line, will be sort of like a, a better opportunity for us to say. So yeah, so I'm very happy. Um... I don't know. You know, honestly, my mental state is different altogether with Dispraised as it as it was with the hip hop uh, world. When I first started putting together some some music for Ref Music to Await, which was the the name of the hip hop project, my one hundred percent goal was ministry minded. I wanted to put out music that was free. I wanted to do free events. I wanted to do everything for free. And like I say, I did that for about ten years, and I would say probably. Eight years into it, I kind of snapped out of it and realized that if I'm going to do anything um, on a level that is going to make any sort of real impact on people, it's going to have to be produced well, which is going to cost money. Um, I'm going to have to push it through merchandising, push it through decent shows, push it through all these different avenues that are going to cost money. And so I started to focus a little more on music as a business instead of as a ministry, um, which I see nothing wrong with kind of going back to what we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. But I really pushed that approach and it did help. And, and I made some noise and, and did some cool things and God opened a lot of cool doors. But um, with Dispraised, I really just want to enjoy making music. And I think that's what it comes down to for both me and Donovan. We're both having a blast just making music together as friends. Realistically, we're never going to play a show together. I mean, there's a good chance that we'll never even meet each other face to face. But the music that we're putting out together is really from the bottom of each of our hearts. And um, I'm pouring out my feelings, thoughts, and emotions through my lyrics. And he's doing the same through the music. And um, we're just really having a great time. And I think that's that's what this whole project is all about for both of us. Well, I guess one of those feelings that you also share on the album is about the states that had that brutally contentious election. Because I think that shows up in the song Division Lines when it says, Party sides, division lines. Pull us apart, destroy our lives. Is that an exaggeration? Nope. That's not an exaggeration at all. That was written kind of right in the middle of all that. I mean, none of that's really ever changed. That's what our system has been about as long as I can remember. Um, for instance, my dad was a, the hardcore Democrat for all of his life. And then Obama, during the election for, for his run, he just made a conscious decision that he was no longer interested in being a Democrat. I don't know how it is everywhere else, but the way that 
people's political parties are viewed in the states um, in certain times of history is almost cult-like. At that point, it was it was like that for him. And now with the Trump administration, the Biden administration, people care more about their political affiliations than they do about their religious affiliations, almost, it seems. It's, it's very cult-like. And that's where it's hard for us as Canadians to really get a handle on that, because there are political allegiances here, but it never gets carried to the same extreme. Yeah. For instance, I live in rural America. I live out in the country. I travel every day an hour to work, which is just to get to the nearest town, basically. And rural Americans are very conservative. And so you can go from the town that I live in and talk to people and understand exactly where they're at on a political platform just in a 10-minute conversation. Then I can go to somewhere like Boise, the capital of Idaho, the biggest city in Idaho, and they're leaning a lot further to the left. It's no longer just a, a platform to vote off of. It's, it's a part of everyday culture for Americans. And it really is kind of like, you know, going back to the hip-hop world, historically there's a lot of like gang relations in, in hip-hop um, and in that, that whole culture. And really it's no different in uh, the political culture in the United States. You got the red and the blue, and they are extremely devout to their systems and to their thoughts. And yeah, it's, it's very divisive. Why don't we take it down a tone and we'll make it something a little bit simpler. <laughs> I want to make this personal for a second. Donovan is a totally obsessed Jaguar car geek, and you're the snowboard fanatic. Do hobbies ever take precedence over the music? Um, at this point, like I said, the music is... I don't want to say that it's a hobby because then that sounds like we don't take it seriously, but... um. I've got lyrics that are always in my head, but I've got to I've got to write things based on um, emotions that I'm living in real life. So those days don't always come. You know, I've got a I've got files full of songs that I can work on, but if I don't have the the right mindset to write, then I'm gonna go snowboarding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm a big Jag fan. I own a Jag myself, and um a collectible jag that is so yeah um yeah so i'm into to jags and into cars in general um does it take precedence over the music um i think it falls in the same category as my music if i've got to choose between music or my jag and my family i'm going to choose my family um same if i'm going to choose between the music and jesus hey i'm going to choose jesus way over the music I'm actually a very private individual, and um, from a humbling perspective, I don't put the music thing out there a lot. I don't punt it a lot, that side of me. But we always said that God comes first. Jesus is first and foremost. And um, for me in this project, as well, Jesus is the head of this thing. And I don't want to step in front of Jesus. So, for myself, music is a hobby. The band is a hobby. And it allows me 
the opportunity to use my own giftings to make songs. Yeah, it, it definitely takes second fiddle to my family and, and, and my faith. I'd like to get into something that Dispraise brought up on Slowly Dying. You sang, we are not of this world. The truth is that this life is nothing more than a pit stop on our journey into eternity. Now, I've taken that a little bit out of context, but I guess the question is, what should we be doing on this pit stop? Um, pretty much the thought behind that is that I believe that um, the Adam and Eve were created from the dirt. And from the beginning of time, mankind has, has had one purpose and one goal, and that was to glorify God. That was to love and worship and follow God. Through Jesus, we were told that there was one thing that we needed to do, and that was to spread the good news, spread the gospel. And so when I say that we're not of this world, um, that's kind of a thought that's based from the fact that this isn't really our home. Our, our home is with, with God. And so this is kind of just a uh, pit stop to show and lead and help people to find Jesus and to find salvation through him so that we can all, you know, spend eternity doing exactly what God created us to do, which was to worship and love and follow the creator. I hope you don't mind if I'm going to be really blunt with you. I mean, I love more what, but I also find it that it's pretty graphic. So here's a question for you. I really wonder if you had to give a film rating to the music of Dispraised, what would it be? <laughs> uh, it's funny because a lot of the uh, reviews that we've gotten back, um, guys are saying things like it doesn't hold any punches and even it's offensive at times. And I just don't see it, I guess. I don't know. I don't know if I, I live in a different world <laughs> mentally or what, but... Um, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a big fan of, I'm going to expose myself here as a nerd, but I'm a big fan of professional wrestling. And okay. <laughs> there's a, there's a guy named Paul Heyman. He's always been a heel character. His, his purpose in the wrestling business is to be the bad guy. And in an interview once he said, the best way to play a heel is to tell the truth. That's kind of where I see moral rot. I don't really feel like it's graphic or like I was going out of my way to be offensive or anything. I was just just speaking the truth from from my point of view, I guess. Mm -hmm. So as far as giving it a rating, um, I wouldn't say that it's G-rated, but I wouldn't say that it's R-rated by any means. So we'll so just say it's a PG-13? Yeah, somewhere in there. <laughs> well, you know, I think these days everybody wants to have some happy news. But there really right. doesn't seem to be any coming from Dispraised. Are you okay with that? Yeah, I'm fine with that. There's a purpose for everybody, and there's a purpose for every every band and every group. There's a lot of really happy and, and encouraging and, and great stuff out there, and I'm not against that whatsoever. But there needs to be uh, some truth on the other side of things, too. I mean, if you just live in a, in a world full of... Uh, butterflies and rainbows then you don't know how to accept and take on the the dark days you know and me personally 
I feel that we're living in in some very dark times. I'm 33 years old, and it may just be because I'm getting old, but <laughs> I feel like uh, these are some of the darker times that that I've lived in. Um, I know that I I worry about the future of my kids. I worry about the future of my community. I worry about the future of the country, of, of the world in general at this point. It's just everything's like deteriorating at a rapid rate, it feels like. So, yeah, uh, I'm sure that it, it can be seen as, as dark because, like I say, I'm, I'm just telling the truth through my eyes. So um, I guess I'm playing the heel. <laughs> okay, if you don't mind being the heel. <laughs> well, Tom's lyrics are real. There's a realness to it. There's a, a sense of urgency to them, as far as I'm concerned. And it's definitely a sort of pushing back at society's norms. And I think that's important. A lot of us have become relaxed. And it's great when, when people stand up and say, you know, I'm not going to sit back and just make it everything's fine and dandy and perfect and all of that. I'm going to tell it how it is. And um, Tom does it so good. So I stand 100% behind the lyrics that he sings. I really do. And it's just great to be part of that experience. Maybe I should get you to sum up Dispraised. What is it that you want to achieve as a band? Um, you know, I guess I don't really even have an answer for that. Um, I want to encourage and be a part of building the next generation of Christian punk rock. That would be cool because for me, I got saved and came to Jesus through Christian punk rock. And so I just want to leave a footprint of some sort and create a building block for somebody else to, to build off of. Well, for myself, the phrase, if I had to put it in short, it's a band that doesn't mince its words, it's aggressive, it's raw, it's right on the cusp of reality. And um, talk about the truth uncensored and discuss topics as we see it and being relevant. So to what we want to achieve as a band, um, for myself, to have fun. That's one of the reasons why I got involved. I love making music. But also, you know, if this band has impact, I'm going to be very, very happy. A positive impact on the lives of other people. You know, if we see people coming to Jesus and wiping out the muck in people's eyes, that's something that through Tom's lyrics can happen. You know, because he doesn't mince his words. He doesn't try and, and make it all flowery and pretty. He just says, hey, guys, he puts it out in this rawness. And I feel this rawness that really, really impacts lives. I hope that that's what the band will do, that it will have a positive impact on, on the lives of individuals who listen to the music. And it will see people's lives change. And, and people actually use their mind and actually think for themselves and be able to discern between what's evil and what is good, and, and grasp onto the things of Jesus. Dispraised has been here for a talk about moral rot. Thanks for this talk. I really appreciate it. 
It's not a problem. Thanks, Dave.